Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we've got a lot of stuff to talk about on today's episode of the podcast. The hot stove is heating up. Things are happening all across Major League Baseball, including some of the biggest news, actually the biggest news of the offseason, and probably the biggest thing that's going to happen this offseason is Shohei Otani has found a team for the next season and for the next 10 seasons. Uh, Trey called it. He's been calling it as long as I can remember since we've been talking about Otani's free agency. Shohei Otani has signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers a 10-year, $700 million deal. Unprecedented contract in Major League Baseball. Trey, you were right all along. I kept saying he was going to the Mariners, but you called it from the start, Dodgers, and that's where Otani ended up. Yeah, you didn't even pick like a contender in this. So it, it, it let's, you know, go through, I guess, the timeline of the events. Like it was, there was a report by John, uh, was Morrissey of MLB Network that he was getting on a plane to Toronto. Turned out that was a plane for a Shark Tank person, I think, is the story that came out. Yeah. Um, so there's a 15-minute window uh, that it appeared that Shoei Otani was being a Toronto Blue Jay. And in my head, I wasn't thinking about the fact that he would be in the AL East. I was thinking, like, this is not good for baseball. Like, you're basically going from a team that is hard to get to to another team that's hard to get to. Because, folks, uh, spoiler alert, the Angels do not play in Los Angeles. They play in Anaheim. And it's not like, you know, there's Disneyland there. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, Disneyland. Um, but that's it. Um, and you know, it's it's Toronto. It's not like one of the iconic franchises in the sport. And I was like, he needs to be a Dodger. Like, can we just like lay some pixie dust over this? And he is a Dodger. He'll be in an iconic team, add an iconic stadium. You know, everything. And then the report comes out. He's not on a plane to. Toronto, he's all, he's in Southern Cal, and it kind of flipped, flipped to the Dodgers. And then, boom, he announces – shout out to him. He said he wanted to keep it close. He announced his decision. He's a Dodger, and the contract comes out 10 years, $700 million, but also like a very, very, very friendly, team-friendly deal while he's on the team where they're going to be very competitive and they're going to be able to spend a lot of money because it's – it's a deferred contract essentially like he's going to get paid two million dollars a year for the next what 10 years and then 680 million of it is going to be due to him after that which i think they're doing in like what another 10 years they're dividing yeah, that up 10 years of 68 so million dollars it's essentially a 20 million dollar or 20 year contract but he's only playing 10 of it so yeah, it's it's, uh, it's kind of creative. It's a very creative contract, but also like like the perfect retirement plan. It blows Bobby Bonilla and out of the water, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. It, it you know even Ken Griffey, it, 
you know, because Ken Griffey was, I, I believe, the third highest paid red this past year because of his contract. So, um, yeah, it's you got Bobby Bonilla Day, King Griffey Jr. Day, and now you'll have Shoya Tati Day, you know, 15 years from now. It's a it's a massive deal and really unprecedented the way they structured it. It's really smart. Uh, you know, I don't know why more teams haven't thought of that to stay competitive while they have the the player on their team. But yeah, you're you're exactly right. We all thought he was going to Toronto. We all thought he was going to be a Blue Jay. Uh, John Morosi was the one tweeting that 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 news that he was on the way to Toronto. And then some other guys like Bob Nightingale and some other reporters started tweeting that he's not actually on the way to Toronto. He was at home in Southern California. Didn't really know what was going on. And then it was uh, late afternoon Saturday that Otani actually, like you said, posted the news himself on his Instagram account that he signed with the Dodgers. Um, it's obviously the biggest move of the offseason. He was the biggest free agent that we had to watch this offseason. So now he has his home for the next 10 years. Uh, the Dodgers have a really front-loaded lineup with Otani, Betts, and Freddie Freeman, but they've also just got a, a stacked roster throughout. I mean, they still have guys like Will Smith on the team. They got Walker Bueller and, of course, Clayton Kershaw uh, on the rotation. So uh, they've just got a really stacked uh, roster all the way throughout. But that that top three in their lineup is going to be really insane. Betts, Otani, and Freeman. Um. I, I just I I can't believe three of the top everything. eight hitters in baseball. Yeah, right. Yeah, three of the top eight hitters in baseball. I mean, it, they got three MVP candidates right there. Uh, it's just a, a really talented team. Uh, apparently, Otani said one of the reasons he signed with the Dodgers was that they told him that the past ten years have been a failure, even though they've made the playoffs all ten years and they even won a World Series in 2020. But they said the past 10 years have been a failure, and that really motivated him. It showed him that they're all about winning. So that really shows you where the Dodgers are at and what they're thinking right now, how they feel about the performance of their team. Everyone knows that they are choking every year when it comes to the playoffs, except for 2020 when they won the World Series. So it's, you know, if they see winning their division and making the playoffs every year as a failure, they're looking to, to really hammer down, win some championships here. And, you know, bringing in Otani is a huge part of that because he's by far the best player in baseball when he's fully healthy. You know, he's, he's obviously a great hitter, but when he's fully healthy in 2025 and is pitching again, he'll be the best player in baseball. So uh, it's a huge move, huge addition for the Dodgers. They are obviously the favorites to win the World Series right now. And as if bringing in Otani wasn't enough, this past week, they went out and traded for Tyler Glasnow of the Tampa Bay Rays. They also got Manuel Margot in that trade, so they get Margot and Glasnow. They gave up a top 100 prospect pitcher and another outfielder, but they got, I mean, they they definitely won this trade. Uh, Glasnow is going to be probably their number one starter. Um, so, you know, signing Otani, but he can't pitch this year, so they bring in Glasnow to be one of their top starters. And they're also trying to extend him. I think the deal is actually contingent on them extending him uh, with the contract. They, yeah, the extension already came out. I'm trying to pull it up from uh, passing real quick. I think it's, I want to say it's five years, 144. Uh, sorry, I also had the Brad Staley stuff in my notifications. So here it is. Uh, five year, 135. Yeah, so it's not even a rental 
trading for Tyler Glasnow is it's they're Not getting like him for the next five the, years. It could happen with the Yankees and Juan Soto. Right. Yeah. So so with different circumstances because I don't think Glasnow is at the level. Like he's a great starting pitcher. Um, but you know, obviously, I think Walker Buehler's their ace when he comes back, and we'll see if they keep Kershaw. Yeah. But I, I, this move was definitely necessary for them because, like we mentioned, Otani's not going to be able to pitch this coming season. So they, they had to go out there and get a top-of-the-line starting pitcher, and they did that with Tyler Glass now. So, uh, you know, And the good it, news is when Otani – sorry to interrupt, and just to look at big picture here, when Otani comes back to pitch, you'll slot him third. Like, he'll be their third starter. Yeah. Like, he, he has – he could be their friend front of the start he's been be. that good as a pitcher but coming off your second tommy john he won't have the pressure of being like unlike when he was with the angels of being the number one because walker bueller and tyler glass now are two of the best pitchers in baseball yeah that that's when they're a on. good point he, he won't have the pressure of being you know the really the only good starting pitcher on the team like he was with the angels uh, they, they're, they'll have other guys that can, you know, anchor that rotation with them. I mean, the, the Angels tried so hard. They tried to get other guys. They brought in Noah Syndergaard, and it just didn't pan out. Uh, they brought in a couple of other guys every now and then, but they really had to rely on Otani as their number one starting pitcher and really their only quality starting pitcher at times. So uh, it's definitely huge that the Dodgers are going out there and getting Tyler Glass now. So when Otani is healthy, they'll have three really good, really solid starting pitchers, plus one of the best lineups in baseball. They're obviously the favorites. Uh, I checked this morning on DraftKings. They're the favorites to win the World Series next year. Braves are second favorites. Um, but, you know, I just, it's an insanely talented team. I, obviously, they've been really good the past several years. And like I mentioned a few minutes ago, they have choked in the playoffs, only winning one World Series. But I don't know. It could be different this year. Or it could be more of the same. They put together a really talented team, and they just don't get it done come playoff time. Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, I think this is Dave Math. I mean, Dave Matthews. <laughs> Dave Matthews. <laughs> Dave Roberts. Like you, you got to get it done this year, or he's probably you know he's fired. Yeah, uh, for sure. Can we give a sh- quick shout out to the Royals? Um, Signed Michael Walker today, two years, thirty-two million. They've they've uh they've been spending in free agency, committed hundred and five million for them. That's a lot to you know Hunter Renfro, Michael Walker, Lugo, Stratton, Will Smith, and Hampson. So like they're they're spending a lot a lot on the pitching side, um, but uh, you know credit to the Royals who are in a a very weak division, just to say the least, the AL Central. Where it's, you know, despite their struggles, they obviously have Bobby Wood Jr. They have really good young talent. You know, they have, you know, Gavin Cross. We have to give the, the hokey shout out in their system. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's definitely, you know, gettable. It's a gettable division. So uh, shout out to the Royals. Uh, yeah, for, they are. They're making you know, a lot of moves. Not, nothing like super moves. splashy, but they're they're bringing in some quality guys. And no one else in the AL Central is really doing anything. Um I mean, you got the Twins and the Guardians that can compete in that division. The Tigers and the White Sox, I think they're not really competitive. So the Royals making some moves, trying to build up that roster a little bit. Again, nothing too splashy, but enough to make a difference. I could see them making a run at the division title next year. I think that it is weak, 
but because of how weak it is, it could be competitive because a lot of those teams are around the same level talent-wise. Um, you know, the Dodgers might not be done yet. There's another big Japanese star, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, who is being courted by a lot of teams, including the New York Yankees, but also, also the Los Angeles Dodgers. Whoa, Trey's getting some... Uh, some fireworks behind him. That was cool. I think it's these reactions you can do, like with the new Mac updates. So sorry about that. Um, sorry for all you guys listening out there. You don't get to see how cool these fireworks are. Uh, anyway, I think. Go ahead. <laughs> Yoshinobu Yamamoto um, still has yet to sign with the team, but the latest rumors from John Heyman say that the Yankees and the Dodgers are co favorites to sign the star Japanese pitcher. So the Dodgers could bring in yet another top pitcher and just be even more loaded next year. Or he could go to the Yankees and they could continue their really good offseason. Uh, obviously, they brought in Juan Soto and Alex Verdugo so far this offseason. So if they signed a, a top quality starting pitcher like Yamamoto, that would be another big move for them. Where do you think he ends up at this point? I mean, his boy. he's going to talk to his boy Tanaka and he's going to get it done like that's it or he could talk Let's to go. his boy otani and he can end up teaming up with him in los yeah. angeles yeah but tanaka i don't man. know shout out to my boy masahiro tanaka playoff tanaka what a legend i don't know i uh, i definitely um you know dodgers and yankees they're always the favorites to to land a big name free agent it's it's refreshing it's truly refreshing that this offseason the yankees woke up and decided hey you know, we're the New York Yankees. You know how we used to build teams? We used to just be like, let's write a blank check. Yeah, and they're and, doing that again. And you... I, I, That's how they showed up. I don't know about you, but because of how that season went for him for him last year, I kind of starting to view Carlos Rodon as a addition this year. Because he essentially didn't play last year because of injury. Yeah. Because they, they shot him down when they weren't going to make the playoffs. And you add him, you add, you know, you have Garrett Cole. You know, you have, I would argue the best duo in, I mean, the best duo, one-two punch in baseball is either Aaron Judge or Juan Soto or Mookie Betts or Shohei Otani. Like, I think that's a pretty good argument. Um, it's, you mean, it's... It's going to be a fun season. I think there's it, – it, this could be a very good season for a casual fan of baseball. Yeah, if the – Because I mean, a lot of great stars are in the right places. Yeah, they're in the big markets. Uh, you know, the teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers that, that are typically teams that expand farther than, you know, diehard baseball fans. You know, everyone knows who the Yankees and the Dodgers are. You don't have to be a diehard fan to to keep up with them and follow them. So if they're succeeding and they're having really good years, you know, it, it'll be like two years ago when Judge had his record-breaking year and ESPN was cutting into college football games and showing Aaron Judge at bats. I think we could be maybe not quite on that level unless someone has a historic year like that, but it'll be, you know, that level of attention across the entire league where people are going to be following the Dodgers and the Yankees 
And it very well could be a Dodgers-Yankees World Series next year, which we haven't had in a while and is always a, a classic matchup. Um, they do play each other during the regular season next year, and that's going to be entertaining. Uh, we're going to get... Let's hope Aaron Judge doesn't break his toe when they play again like last time. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. By making the most insane catch possible, he broke his toe. But it is going to be a very entertaining season with the the moves these two teams have made. And especially if Yamamoto ends up on one of these teams, it's just going to add that much more excitement to it. But, you know, those are obviously the co-favorites, according to John Heyman. But there are a couple of other teams that have been in the mix for him so far uh, this offseason, including the Mets, the Giants, the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Phillies. So there are quite a few teams that could end up signing him. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on any of them, but the, the Dodgers and the Yankees are always the, the favorites to get a big name free agent, but sometimes they throw a curveball, you know, like when players sign with the random team, like the Rangers, and then they went on to win the world series, obviously. So it worked out for them or, you know, you get, I don't know. You just never know where people are really going to end up. It really depends on what the player wants and what they value. Um, so if they want to win, and they want to get paid. I think they go to Los Angeles or New York this offseason. And we'll just have to see. I think that's probably what Yamamoto is going to do. But can't say for sure. A Korean star, Jung-Hoo Lee, signed with the Giants. So they're not staying quiet this offseason. They went out and made a move. They couldn't get Otani. They get Jung-Hoo Lee. And he's going to be a big addition to the Giants. Although I did think this was interesting. If, you, uh, if you're really observant, and you look at MLB's Twitter, they posted a graphic of Jung-Hoo Lee. Uh, It was a a graphic of him in the Giants stadium. And on the scoreboard, you can see that the Giants are playing the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are beating them 6-5. to It's just an interesting choice. I don't know. uh, A lot of... I think they just picked it from a game. Yeah, I guess. And they just weren't really paying attention. That might not have been... Yeah, they need a little bit more careful. Um, yeah, Giants have missed out on a couple of prospects or a couple of big names. Obviously, they did get the you know record signing of Orson Judge, um, but Ken, which shout out to the Yankees. I don't know. Do we do we talk about how they trolled? We talked about how they trolled John Hammond, right? Yeah. Okay. Which is still it was that was a good one. A one, a one. Um. So yeah, you know, good to see John Soto in the Yankees uniform. Um, but he Rosen Ken Rosenstall mentioned uh how the Yankee or the Giants are just not being are not as attractive as they used to be. Like Buster Posey has talked about this, you know, as maybe perception would would breed, whether it's political reasons, it's just like San Francisco as a you know area is not as attractive, which is kind of interesting, but like, obviously the Warriors are probably the biggest thing in the town. You also have the 49ers doing really well. Like the Giants are clearly in third there now. So it's, it's just something to keep in mind. Um, You know, maybe perception among players is not as, is not as high as perception among fans or even us when it comes to the Giants, which is kind of interesting because the Giants appear to have a big swing for whether it was, you know, Otani, you know, Judge, 
Juan Soto, like these guys, and they've just missed every time. Yeah, I don't know how much of that is, you know, political or people concerned about the the city of San Francisco. Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly can't say. I, I don't know how much players really look at that when they're evaluating where they're going to sign uh, in free agency. You know, I would think they look more at things like quality of life. And, you know, that's why, obviously, the Dodgers, the Padres, they have a big advantage there because they're in very nice uh you know, weather-wise locations. Um, same thing with teams in Florida. So I, I I don't know that free agent players are looking at the political landscape of a city when they think about signing with the team there. But, you know, the Giants, they're a historical franchise and a really successful one at that. They've won a lot throughout their history. I wouldn't blame anyone for wanting to go to San Francisco and try to compete with that team. I think that they have, you know, they have a very good setup there and a really good ballpark. So, you know, I, I don't know what exactly is causing them to miss out on all these free agents, but you would think that they'd be able to bring in more guys than they have, but they definitely hit a home run here with Jung Hoo Lee. I think that's going to be a big move for them. So those are all the uh, the big moves that we've had from this hot stove season so far, pretty much just about all of them. Uh, some news that just came in this afternoon on the injury front, Max Scherzer is not going to be available until mid-season next year after he's undergoing back surgery. Um, I don't know how big of a blow this is going to be to the Rangers. It's not like he was that effective for them last year. He got traded there at the deadline, didn't really pitch that much. He got injured, and he came back in the playoffs, pitched a couple of games, but he wasn't super effective for them in 2023. So I don't know how much of a blow this is going to be to the Rangers in 2024 that he's not available until midseason, but it is still significant news. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Avaldi, you know, is probably their ace, their front of line ace. Um, but it's still Max Scherzer. Obviously, he's getting up there. I mean, I think he's going to be the highest paid player next year. Pretty sure of that. So it's not, you know, with how much money they're giving him, it's not ideal to only have a half a season. But I expect the Rangers still to be contenders next year, and he'll be a boost when he gets into the lineup and better to be safe than sorry with someone at his age so you know uh, I think when he comes back he'll be their second or third starter and I think he'll be a really good added piece for them but I think the expectations for him should be not too high at this point in his career yeah uh, you know it yeah, I, I don't think it's too big of a, of a deal for the Rangers uh, like you said Nathan Valdi is still their top starter. Jordan Montgomery is still a free agent. He hasn't signed anywhere. It's possible they could end up bringing him back. Uh, not too likely, but still possible. They'll get Jacob deGrom back next year. And again, he missed most of the last season. Um, so that'll that'll be basically like you said with Carlos Verdone to the Yankees. Having deGrom for the full season for the Rangers will be like, a, like an addition for them this season because he signed there last year and then missed most of the season. So having him back will be good if he can stay healthy all season. So I think that they'll be fine. I think they're still going to be able to contend. I mean, they're coming off a World Series championship. They're obviously got a very good team. I think they'll still definitely be in contention this year. The the Max Scherzer news is not detrimental. 
So that will do it for this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As always, connect with us at Matt Dean's News at Trail PT at Foul Ball Area. Give us your thoughts on the offseason. Where do you think Yamamoto will sign? What other big moves could happen? Could Mike Trout get traded? We will see. Um, but stick with us all offseason. Uh, we'll give some projections coming up soon. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Leave that five-star review. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.